Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. So I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. So welcome to this, the 100th episode, the 100th episode of 15 Minute Film Fanatics. We're doing it live. We're finally in the same room again. Cheers. Finally in the same room again. Mike and I did this as a hobby. We said if we ever get 100 downloads, we would have champagne. And now we're way, way past that. We did have the champagne. We just did. And we're ready to talk about um, answers to questions that viewers have sent us. So we have a Twitter feed at 15MANFILM. We have an email address, 15MinuteFilm, spelled out at gmail.com. Um, and we, we've been asking people for questions, and people have put us uh, questions on Twitter, and we're going to answer them right now. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead, ask the first one. I have the first one right go. here. It's from Deirdre from Kendall Park, New Jersey. People always say the book is better than the movie. Do you agree? Are there any exceptions? Um, I don't agree with that. There's plenty of movies that are better than the books. Um, Jaws. We were just talking about Jaws before. 100%. Jaws is better than the book. Every movie Stanley Kubrick made is better than the book it's based upon. Agree. Right? Um, Hitchcock, all, all his movies are better than the source material. How about you? you I would like to add To Kill a Mockingbird, oh, which yep. is uh, really a children's book, but okay. it's an adult movie. I would add The Godfather. The Godfather. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think Mario Puzo said that uh, if he had known The Godfather was going to be that popular, he would have written it better. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of exceptions out there. People say that all the time, but we don't really believe that. Okay, I have one now. Um, Anne from New York, New York, New York City, uh, says, what are your thoughts on sequels? Wow. For the most part. Except I, I do actually think that Rush Hour 2 is better than the, the original Rush Hour. I think that there's certain there are certain franchises where they catch on late, or they, they, they're not sure what they had, but you, they managed to recapture lightning in a bottle because they have the same the same ingredients. Um, I'm not, I, I will go on record as saying I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel movies, but I will say that uh, Winter Soldier, is, I think, is the best Marvel movie. It's a great American action movie that just happens to be made by Marvel. Yeah, people people always say that, um, well, what about Godfather 2? What about Godfather 2? I didn't even think of Godfather 2 as a sequel. It's, yeah. it's, it's the next three hours of that story. It's the next three hours of the same movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you have one now? I do. This one is from Frank from Albany, New York. What are the best sports movies? What are the best sports movies? Well, uh, if I had to, you know, everyone would say things like Hoosiers, which is a lot of fun. I was going to say, gun to my head, I would say Hoosiers. Yeah, Hoosiers is great. I mean, I love I love uh, Rocky. I love the first Rocky. But I don't really think of it as a sports movie. I just think of it as a movie about a schlub. Who... It's, it's just a movie about a schlub because um, I think that the great trick of Rocky is that he loses, but you cheer when he loses, yeah. right? Because he, he's able to go the distance. Well, he loses, but then when she says, I love you, Rocky, that's when your heart goes in your throat. He wins. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And, and I love when people will say, well, about Raging Bull, that's a great movie about boxing. I'm like, no, Raging Bull is a movie about a human soul laid bare. It has that's nothing, King Lear. Yeah, Raging Bull has, has nothing to do with boxing. Um, what other sports movies are there? Uh, what do you think of The Natural? Somebody, somebody asked me if I like The Natural. I, I said, hate I remember. that movie. That, that's a book that is far superior to the movie, and I don't, I don't even think it's the best book Bernard Malamud ever wrote. I know you like Bernard Malamud, but what's the matter with the movie? Because I remember thinking it was fine when I saw it. I, I think the movie loses the tragic sense of the original. The, 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 
book is written to have the same tone as the Mort d'Arthur. It's not just based on the Mort d'Arthur, and the, the natural totally loses that. Wait, the natural is based on the Mort, the Mort d'Arthur? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's based on the, the, the Fisher King, the, the wounded really? the wounded king. So yeah. Wonder Boy is supposed to be Excalibur or something? Wonder Boy is Excalibur. Really? That's exactly right. Wow. That's why I do this podcast. I never knew this stuff. All right, next question. I got a question from Ola in Scotland. Dimitri in Glasgow. Here's what he says. He says, when I'm reading a book, I give it 50 or so pages to see if I'm going to keep reading it. Do you guys have a similar rule for movies? So, Mike, do you have a do you have like a turnoff rule, or is there not a rule for it? You just know. I don't have a I don't have a turnoff rule. Um, if I've seen more than fifty percent of a movie, I will typically stick it out because um, if I've watched the first half, I kind of have like a sunk cost fallacy going on, <laughs> and the movie's able to convince me that maybe it's just me. Um, but I, I have a rewatch rule, which is there there's certain movies where I've seen and I don't need to invest another ninety yeah. minutes of my life to see if it's any good. Um, but there, there are movies that uh, when I the first time I saw Eraserhead, I didn't like it. But then I rewatched it, and I've, I've come to love that movie, and decided that the, the first viewing was me, yeah. and not the movie. So I have a, more of a rewatch rule than I do like a period of time. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't have a hard and fast rule for this, but certainly if you're going to turn the movie off, you better do it in the first like 15 minutes. And I think sometimes you can tell right away. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm not into this. This isn't my scene. But yeah, if you're an hour into it and there's 40 more minutes, you're like, all right, let me just because then it's another movie I could say I've seen, and like at least you know at least you might learn something. So, okay, this one is from John from Florence, South Carolina. What's a movie uh, you did that you'd actually like to watch and do a new episode on? Oh man, well, all I mean, you know, the the joke of the show is we only get 15 minutes, so we could do, you know, I would love to like do Godfather again, Godfather Two, Jaws, all the ones we did in the beginning. Um, you know, it's funny because some movies I've only watched because of this podcast that have really stuck with me. Like, um, like I would have never watched The Witch unless unless I knew we were doing it. And and like my offbeat ones we did like Cold War and the Dinner, like those are kind of fun to do. And uh, we didn't get as many downloads for those as we did for Heat. Or for you know Godfather Two or something, but um, you know, like I'd like to watch. I'd like to watch those again, but I would definitely re-record on Godfather Two or something like that. Good call. Okay, here's one for you, uh, Maggie from Bradley, Arkansas. Who picks the movies, and do you take requests? We definitely take requests. We love requests. Um, you can hit us up at Twitter. We'll drop the handle again uh, after this episode. We both pick the movies. We tend to say whether it's a Mike pick or a Dan pick. Um, I will say for myself that I tend to be very emphatic when I think that I've, I've hit upon a movie that we should do. Uh, and, and Dan is the same. He'll text me several times in the same day to see if I've watched a movie 90 minutes apart to see if I've started it yet. Yeah, because I'll watch something and I'll say, this is so pod worthy, right? And then, and then Michael will either stonewall me like the kid in the, in the Big Lebowski, or he'll be like, soon, soon, got it, got it. But that's, we pretty much make it up as we go along. Um, all right, Mike, here's one for you. Um, Kiara from Sydney, Australia. Like, we have a worldwide audience here. I see that. Sydney, Australia. Okay, she wants to know, how come you guys haven't done any Pixar movies? Don't you like Pixar? Come on. We love Pixar. In fact, I'll go on record as saying that I would love to do an episode yeah, we on WALL-E, which I think is better than The Wizard of Oz. And <laughs> I'll expand on that in, in our episode. I love WALL-E. Um, I think that Pixar does uh, does great work. Yeah. And not... not commercial work but really makes great films and has elevated the animated art form. Although I think I think now they're in a slump. I think they're cracking them out too quickly and in the golden age of Pixar, I mean they were they were they were unstoppable. They were unstoppable. I mean Toy Story 3 is like was so great. I actually never saw that one. You never saw Toy Story 3? I saw Toy Story 1 and I saw Toy Story 2. Did you see Coco? No. Coco was Mike. Coco was the last great Pixar movie, I think. Really? Yeah. Did you like I, uh, 
way? Yeah, did yeah, you? Me, me too. Of course, yeah. yeah. Of course, I love that. Okay, your turn. Well, this one is from JR from England, who was on the show. And Our been friend. On his show as, as well, friend of the show. Have you ever watched a movie that frightened you so much that you were afraid to get out of your seat afterward? Um, never that I was afraid to get out of my seat, but I would say my scariest film experiences were The Exorcist when I was a kid, um, The Blair Witch Project... Um, one of my one of my favorite scary movie moments was because of this podcast was I had never seen you know I was laughing at Mike for never seeing Toy Story three before this podcast I had never seen The Wicker Man and so famously this was a Mike pick um, after the guy in the red shirt was singing and on that tree there was a I texted Mike I broke our rule and I texted him in the middle and I said this is a really really weird movie and Mike sent me the funniest one word response ever which was. Wait. There's <laughs> wait. And and he was 100% right. So that movie really, really stuck with me. Um, when I first saw the Blair Witch Project in the movies, I thought that was really creepy and scary. But then a friend of mine said, um, well, you're an idiot. Um, it was bundles of twigs. It wasn't scary at all. So that just made me laugh. How about you? What are your scary movies? Vertigo really scared me. And I was, Vertigo really scared me because it, um, you realize that uh, Jimmy Stewart has everything going on in his head at the, at the same time. And I think... I, it's not necessarily uh, a jump scare. Yeah, that's type like of an existential scare. But it, it makes you wonder about your about your assumptions and the way people manipulate. You. There are everybody who's ever met you knows something about you that you don't know about yourself, and that that's what that movie is about. Yeah. That his his old college buddy knows that there's something about him that will lead him to get involved. Uh, th- that movie just freaks me out. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Here's one for you. Also from Jr. Which movie made you cry the most? De- definitely Dear Zachary. Yeah. Like, I, I think I mentioned this on the episode. I maybe have one or two more viewings of Dear Zachary left in me, and then I'm going to stop watching it. Yeah. Because that, that movie really does make me cry. It, that, really, it hurts. Yeah, that movie's painful to watch, but I don't mean painful. I mean painful in a good, cathartic way. That's what we talked about. I also thought that the first time I saw Make Way for Tomorrow for our show, that, re- that yes. really, really choked me up. When he gets on the train at the end, I mean, that was a really just, oh, knocked the wind out of me. So this one is from Designs on Your Soul from Harrow United Kingdom. Now let me say, Designs yeah. on Your Soul is a great, you should visit this guy's website. He makes these super cool posters of horror movies of Alien and Frankenstein and American World from London. And that's kind of how he found us on Twitter. But um, check out his shop on Etsy. He makes really, really cool stuff. And here's what he says. Jim Jarmusch is a filmmaker with a unique and eclectic vision matched by the choice for soundtracks to his films. What are your favorite films and favorite soundtracks by Jarmusch? Well, I, I love Jim Jarmusch. I mean, oh, actually, I shouldn't say I love him because I haven't seen about a third of his movies, but I love Down by Law. Have you ever seen Down by Law? No. Oh, it's great. Roberto Benigni and Tom Waits, and, uh, and they're in jail together. It's great. And um, I saw Dead Man in the movies only because I knew Neil Young did the music for it. And uh, I remember loving, loving the music. I remember thinking the movie was better than I thought it was going to be, but that's, those are my two highlights. Do you know his movies at all? No. Okay. All right, here's another one, though, from Designs on Your Soul. And this is the last one we're going to go through today. Which quote from a movie do you use in everyday life? Well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> that's perfect, right? Well, I have a couple of them. One is um, every time I, I ask for something at my job or around the house, I'll say, like, can somebody, like, you know, take out the garbage? And no one will answer me. And I'll say, oh, I guess the core don't get theirs. And that's when in Full Metal Jacket, when he's like, you know, do one for the core. I guess the core don't get theirs. And every time my computer slows down at work, I scream like Chef Brody after Quint smashes up the radio, and I just start going, that's just great! That's just great! So those are two, and I also love the phrase um, from His Girl Friday, no one at this paper can write. (laughs) So thanks for listening. We hope we've answered some of your questions. Keep them coming. 
Yeah, thank you so much for listening. I can't believe we made it to 100 episodes, and it's only through uh, the grace of our listeners. So if you keep listening, you keep downloading, you keep liking, we'll make it to 100 more. Yeah, we will. We promise, because this is this started as a fun hobby, but it's so much fun. Michael, cheers. cheers. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.